I had my back to the room as I stared out the window. It was a trick I'd learned from my mother to make me seem more in control. Allura had given me lots of tips the past few months, but the ones about commanding a meeting were the most useful. Princess, I think you're being naive, the Chancellor said. You can't turn the entire society on its head. I'm not. I turned back, giving him a cool gaze, and he lowered his eyes and balled up his handkerchief in his hand. But we can't ignore the problems any longer. I surveyed the meeting room, doing my best to seem as cold and imposing as Alora always had. I didn't plan to be a cruel ruler, but they wouldn't listen to weakness. If I wanted to make a change here, I had to be firm. Since Alora had become incapacitated, I'd been running the day-to-day activities of the palace, which included a lot of meetings. The board of advisors seemed to take up a lot of my time. The chancellor had been voted into his position by the Trill people, but as soon as his term was up, I planned to campaign against him as hard as I could. He was a conniving coward, and we needed somebody much stronger in his position. Garrett Strom, my mother's confidant, was here today but he didn't always attend these meetings. Depending on how Alora was doing that day, he often chose to stay and care for her instead. My assistant, Joss, sat at the back of the room, furiously scribbling down notes as we talked. She was a small human girl who grew up in Foreetning as a mainskleeg and worked as Alora's secretary. Since I'd been running the palace, I'd inherited Joss as my own assistant. Duncan, my bodyguard, was stationed by the door where he stood during all the meetings. He followed me everywhere, like a shadow, and though he was clumsy and small, he was smarter than people gave him credit for. I'd grown to respect and appreciate his presence the last few months, even if he couldn't completely take the place of my last guard, Finn Holmes. Aurora Kroner sat at the head of the table, and next to her was Tuve, my fiancé. He was usually the only one on my side and I was grateful to have him here. I didn't know how I would manage ruling if I felt completely alone. Also in attendance were Marxina Laris, a woman I didn't particularly trust, but she was one of the most influential people in Foreetning. Marcus Bain, who was in charge of changeling placement, Marquis Court, the treasurer for the palace, and Thomas Holmes, the head guard in charge of security and all the trackers. A few other high-ranking officials sat around the table, all of their expressions solemn. The situation for the Trill was growing increasingly dire, and I was proposing change. They didn't want me to change anything. They wanted me to support the system they'd had for centuries. But that system wasn't working anymore. Our society was crumbling, and they refused to see the roles they played in its breakdown. With all due respect, princess, Aurora began her voice so sweet I could barely hear the venom underneath. We have bigger issues at hand. The vitrae are only getting stronger, and with the truce about to end... The truce, Marxina Laris snorted, cutting her off. Like that's done us any good. The truce isn't over yet, I said, standing up straighter. Our trackers are out taking care of the problems now, which is why I think it's so important that we have something in place for them when they return. We can worry about that when they return, the Chancellor said. Let's deal with shaving our asses right now. 
I'm not asking to redistribute the wealth or calling to abolish the monarchy, I said. I am simply saying that the trackers are out there risking their lives to save us, to protect our changelings, and they deserve a real house to come back to. We should be setting aside money now so that when this is over, we can begin building them real homes.